Oh, that's a good and I'm coming through clearly, correct? Like I'm not choppy. Yeah, anything. no, you're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you're good, I can count us in. Uh huh. Excuse me. All right. Three, two, one. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's been a minute, but always glad to come back. We have a really good topic for you all today. We're gonna dig into social identity. Uh, talking about that with the homie Tim, man. Tim, what's going on, my brother? How are you? Yo, bro, I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired, but I'm good. Yeah. Man. I'm tired. You know, it's that season. You know, it's the hustle yeah. grind time of the year. So, um, but I'm good. I'm good. Blessed, blessed to be here with you. Blessed to just you know breathing this good air. It's good yeah. God giving air. So I'm good. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> man. We breathing it while it's still free too, because you know they're exactly. gonna figure that out. Um, and yeah, man, mind your mentals. You know, Tim and I are back at it again just really talking about social identity. And so, Tim, do you want to kind of just set us up here for the conversation that we're going to have today? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just start, you know, um, it's been, I would say, maybe on my spirit, but it's just been in my mind recently, um, the idea of social identity. And so I wanted to just start with a definition and then just get into um, a little bit of kind of what I went through and my, my pruning process and, and rediscovery of who I was and also just, you know, have a conversation with you about you know the different aspects and and your identity and who you are how many identities realizing there's many identities to an individual yes. but some take precedent over others and understanding yep. why you know what yep. i mean so that's that's what i really wanted to just spend, spend a little bit of time talking through today and giving tips to folks around what to do to um, increase, you know, your awareness of, of different components of your identity and how to explore that. Really, yeah. and I love what you said about the pruning process. I think that's such a uh, great way to put it, right? The like trimming of the old things that no longer serve you to allow the new you to kind of burst through and, and show how robust you really are. So, yeah. So let's talk about your process, man, because I think a lot of times, folks like we really idolize professional athletes. We look at folks and we see them as gladiators, especially football players, right? That you play this sport that demands everything from you, but we love you for it until you don't play yeah. it anymore. And then it's like, okay, now what? And now I was telling Allison earlier that for me of the players that I've met, you've done such an incredible job of going from Tim, the football player, meat claws, right? To like, Tim, the husband, the father, the spiritual guy, right? The the therapist, um, and soon to be doctor. And so, yeah, talk to us about that process and like the pruning component of it, because it's so hard for us to let that social component go. And I think a lot of times we get lost in how people see us versus who we really are. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, like I, you said it earlier, so one of the things for me that I, that I went through was just the the glorification of this one thing that I could do, you know what I mean? The one thing that I could do when it starts in high, high school, you know, even some kids in middle, now it's like middle school, elementary school, you know, they got highlights and they're like 10 yeah. and they crossing people up and they, right. they won the next one. And so that's a big deal. You know what I mean? That's a big deal to, be recognized for doing just one thing for doing something or or you know whether it's a talent it's mostly talents and i think that's that's the scary and slippery slope and the danger is just you know 
being only recognized or identified for a certain talent that you have as opposed to being recognized and identified for the person that you are. I think that's such a setup because once we embrace and fully attach to just that talent or that one thing that we can do, we don't allow ourselves to develop other components of who we are. You know what I mean? So we don't allow ourselves a lot of times to develop how we are in relationships, how we are uh, you know, uh, in, in the world, how we connect to the world is so interesting because for me, like I would say in my life, this is the first time I've really started to really ponder my connection to the environment, <laughs> like to, to like just nature. I've never pondered my connection and responsibility to nature in my lifetime. And I, and I think that's interesting because and some people that's they start that early. Right. So. For me, I think it's just interesting now that I, throughout my journey, I was recognized as this athlete for all these years, and I never developed other aspects of who I wanted to be, who I, things I was curious about, but I never had time. I never had time, and made time, and I was never encouraged, right? Um, the other component of it, too, is really around the people that surround us and how those people allow us to encourage us to explore or pigeonhole us sometimes you know what i mean you got to be this you got to do this you got to do that right as opposed to people who allow us to explore it's like you know you think about the the the, the baby like the the you think you just when you when your son start walking right um he's gonna go for it's, it's gonna go from just laying down you know all day like you said when he starts crawling so your action as a parent is going to be a guide. You're going to guide. You're going to and you're going to guide. You're going to allow to explore, but you allow to explore some strong boundaries because that's around safety. You know what I mean? As you as he starts to grow, it's around. It's going to be like a battle. Or it's going to be like a. Um, it's going to be a nice dance between how much you let him to expand the boundaries or how much you condense them and really constrict them. And, and it's all, and as a parent, it's all about safety. You know, you want to keep them safe. You want to keep them, you know, away from this, the things of the world sometimes. So you, so sometimes you over boundary your children, you know what I mean? And I think for me, that was something that it occurred from the standpoint of, um, I didn't have no guidance around boundaries. So I set my own boundaries, you know what I mean? And, and so for me, like growing up, like, when I growing up in Newark, I was I was I was I was by myself with my friends a lot. You know, what I mean, my parent, my, my mom was working and there was really no kind of guide as far as like my family. Everybody was kind of doing their own thing. And so um, I went from that to this kind of to live with my aunt to this strict boundary, which was like you go to school, you come home, you do your homework, you do your chores and that's it. You know, what I mean, it was like this. Boom. And then it was. Sports. It was like, oh, you play sports. Oh, you good. All right, then that's it. That's your that's your extension. That was that was you know, that was it. <laughs> you can right? do sports you, now too. You do sports now. Yeah, sports. <laughs> As opposed to this mindset of like, you know, I want you to try different things. I want you to explore. You know what I mean? Kind of really being able to blossom and grow that i that idea of like really trying to get into what you like. One of the things that happens, I, I think, with with parents and I remember this like just with my friends it's like I'll let you you can try different sports and maybe music it's always like music or sports you know what I mean different instruments different sports but it's like not really like 
unless you're unless you grew up that way like let's say for instance somebody who grew up out of water right a diver right i could imagine a diver or somebody who's in the water all the time their children are now in the water because that's just what they do so you kind of fall into your immediate um guardians idea of what their your identity is going to be a lot of times and i'm not going to say it's 100 but you really fall into the environment that you're growing up in and that environment a lot of times predicated upon the the guardians or the adults within that environment so uh, i say a lot to say that like that, that's for me like i didn't have the the ability to explore other aspects of or other relationships like i said to the environment like i wanted like i could have right I, I grew up in newark and i grew up in allentown and it wasn't like really, you know, we wasn't going out camping. <laughs> we wasn't going out camping, doing different things. And it's important, bro, because I think it's like we as a people, we don't really connect with nature like that. And I'm just talking about nature now, but just in general, you don't know what you don't know. And you're and you won't really unless you have that itch to explore different things as far as who you are, what you like, what you like to engage in, you very confined. I think we as a people are we're very confined to certain prescripts. And, and, and it's something that I, I'm really finding that is coming up a lot with my with the clients I work with, with um, especially loss of identity. So when I think about the loss of identity piece, as far as like losing my career, when I didn't, and I say it, I, I tell I say all the time, I didn't really even think about it or really want it like that until I got to a certain point and then I really wanted it. And then when it was over, I was like, yo, who am I? What do I do now? Like, yeah. who am I if I don't have this thing? Who am I if people don't say, yo, you, and I used to take us, I used to take an offense to this, but I also actually liked it too. And that's the other thing I keep it, I try to keep it a hundred. People are like, you look, you play, like, you like play sports. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that fake humble coming. Yeah, I talk about that. Yeah, you know, I do a little something, you know, play college, you know, I played at Michigan. Okay, I was, yeah, I played in there. You play in the NFL? Oh my God, you know, I can I get all you know? And so, like, that whole experience felt good, you know? And I really over, to as an adult now, I over identify with that process. And so, um, because once that wasn't there, it was like, who am I? You know what I mean? Who am I? What do I do? Um, I'm I'm not valuable or useful to the world or to society anymore. And so I want to bring in this social identity theory um, real quick, just to put, you know, some a definition to it. So it says um, social identity uh, is the study of the interplay between personal and social identities. Social identity theory aims to specify and predict the circumstances which individuals think of themselves as individuals or as group members. Um, and so when we think about the individual and the group member, right, the, the group member piece, I think that's the interesting thing, because once you get assigned an identity, um, more times than not, you you ascribe to that identity, right? So like you really relate to it because it's your way of being accepted into the social um, dynamic. Right. So once I'm once I'm accept, once I'm accepted into that social dynamic and, and, and I bring value to that social dynamic, then I really engage and fall right into it. And it could be anything. It could be any. I don't I have, you know, it could be like whether you're a talented individual, it could be, you know, whether you're a, you're a clown, you know what I mean? We can be like whether you're a really smart person, whatever it might be. 
you just fall into it because you get recognized for it and you get um you, you get sometimes you get accolades for it or sometimes you you know you you'll get um get made fun of things like that but you still ascribe to it because you have an identity that has been accepted even if it's an identity that gets rejected from the standpoint of somebody's making fun of you and then again i'm just speaking very generalized you still ascribe to it for the most part um you know and and of course there's nuances like bullying and, and, and things like that but for the most part you you ascribe to that identity and so I think it's really important because there's multiple identities that we have, but we put an emphasis on one or two or maybe three that allows us to be accepted into that social circumstance. Yeah, for sure. And like it's the the pack mentality, right, that we we know that, you know, we all serve a purpose in the pack. And if you don't, you get ostracized from the pack. And that's the last thing you want, right, that like you can't survive like that. And so. One of the things that you were talking that I thought about is how many people that I've met, especially like professional players or not even people maybe that I've met, but I read about Calvin Johnson was one who, you know, Hall of Fame wide receiver, but his actual passion was art. And so, you know, it's it's so funny because people get identified and are like put in this place of like, this is who you are and this is what you do. But so often that is not what they really want to be doing for themselves. And it's such a tough situation because you're fighting nature, right? That like that acceptance comes in alignment with I'm really good at football. But if I don't love, I want to like, go, I want to paint for real, for real, right? Like I really want to paint, but I know that if I go off and paint, I won't have the money, the accolades, the fame, right? And so now you have to make this choice. Um, and so you know, aside from professional sports, I think that there are also clearly people that listen to this that have, you know, lost their job or maybe went through a breakup, right? That like we attach our identity to so many different things. Um, what are some of the suggestions that you've given to people previously, especially for like breakups, right? That like we lost this partner, we put everything into this relationship and then now it's gone. Um, you know, how have you helped people sort of navigate at least the beginning process of like refinding themselves and, and sort of finding that North Star to move in the right direction? I think one of it is, and I appreciate the, the questions um, around, you know, relationships because relationships can, relationships are awesome, relationships are great, but the relationships can mask a lot of things that we try to run away from, right? right? Right. If we a lot of times we don't do our self work and, and 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 really work to strengthen our sense of self and our sense of identity, a sense of who we are, and we'll jump into a relationship because we feel like our partner provides that. Yeah. And so we we just, you know, we latch on and we just try to absorb a lot of those things from our partner. And then when we lose that person in our life, it's, you know. Aside from the honest, natural, emotional connection and love and affection, all of those things, right? It's hurt. It hurts to break up, right? I think the issue is when you break up and you ask your question, yourself the question, "Who am I?" Mm-hmm. That's where you know. That's when you like, oh, this, this, those things aside, you have some identity issues that things that you need to work through, and so um one of the things that i would i recommend people is just take time to be by yourself and don't just be by yourself in sadness but really take time to explore different aspects of who you are 
I think the one thing that I try to, especially my clients who struggle with um, losing a role, losing a partner, losing loss, right? Yeah. I try to ask, I always ask them to say, what's something you always thought about doing, but you never felt you had time or something you always wanted to try, but you know, something you, some, something that you've seen in yourself, but you dismissed it because either it wasn't going to be accepted because either you felt like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to make you money, right? Because that's a big thing. A lot of our identity is tied into what we do for work. And that's a big piece because of the society we live in that says you have to make money to participate in this society. It's just what it is. And you got to pay taxes to stay in it or they're going to lock you up, <laughs> right? But like, I try to like, you know, ask that question. And then when we get into that question, we we oftentimes find that, yeah, you know, I thought about this, but somebody dismissed it, right? You know, mm-hmm. I thought about doing this, but, you know, my mom said, da, 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 da. my dad said, da, 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 da. my auntie said, you know, you can't do that, right? And so you do have those people who defy the odds and do it anyway. Yeah. But the majority of the time, you have a lot of people who fold and don't go that route and go in a different direction. Yeah. So, like, for the person who um, goes through a breakup with a significant other, it really is about taking that time for healing. And healing comes from addressing the emotional wounds right? Answering those questions that come on you a lot of times. It's like, I'm nothing. I'm never going to find some, you know what I mean? Those things try to jump on you right away. You do the healing by, um, and I use this with my clients all the time. I, I say, whenever, whenever um, my, I have a sense of self that doubts, I always got to put it on trial, right? Mm-hmm. When I have a negative thought or negative self-talk come, we bring it into the courtroom because we got to cross-examine that and find the evidence that affirms that negative self-talk. Mm. More times out of not, more times than not, that negative self-talk is, is it, there's no data, right? It's actually opposite. There's actually evidence off. So when I cross-examine that you're a loser, when I look at other things in my life, actually, no, I'm actually a pretty great person. I'm actually doing great things. And if I'm doing, and the benefit of it is, if I'm doing some things that are negative, I can still turn it around. You know what I mean? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a win-win situation. If I'm doing things right. that's uh, inhibiting or li- limiting what I can do in my life, I can correct it. And I don't have to believe the self-talk that I have that's negative if I have a lot of positive attributes and a lot of data that shows otherwise. So you have to do that work first, I would say in order to, to build a solid foundation with your sense of self. Yep. Then you start looking at what you want to allow in and out of your life, right? One of the things when we talk about that pruning process, um, as I did this work, there's a lot of people that I had to let go out of my life because the, the reasons that were in my life didn't apply to me anymore. And, I, and the, my values didn't align. And, I, and in my heart somewhere, I always knew it didn't align, you know what I mean? But my fear of being ostracized, like you said, or kicked out of the pack was so strong, I folded and I just went and went the flow. I was always a go with the flow type of dude. If you, anybody who knows me, Tim, laid back, just go with the flow, right? I was just never, you know, I, I wasn't, I never really went against the current. And, and I know as an adult, it's because I was fearful of being on my own. Very fearful of being on my own, or very fearful of being that person that's on the side. And I had to let that fear go and recognize, man, I'm 
strong enough to stand on my own and then anybody that I do align with they're going to bring they're going to add as opposed to taking away to my life yep yeah no without a question man I think that what you said which was like getting familiar with yourself all of this stuff is a distraction from self right like all of this stuff is a way for us not to ever really dig into who we are and I, I went through that transition in like my early 20s where I really was struggling with my identity and like really trying to figure out like what's happening who really am I like I had all of these aspirations and stuff put on me I failed colossally and so like where am I now um and so you know I really started I went to movies by myself I was eating dinner by myself like I really got to know me and then and appreciated my own time and I think that that was one of the major things for me was the appreciation of my own time and so I'm never going to let someone else disrespect it then, right? That like you said, if you're in my life, you have to provide value. Um, and to a certain extent, I sideline myself. Like there were certain places and groups and things that I had maybe done previously that I realized don't serve this iteration of self, right? And so if, if you take the time to get to know yourself, I used to always pray too. And it was tough because French Montana says something similar. He was like, I was praying on my enemies and I started losing friends. And like, I prayed to God regularly. And I was like, you know, please remove the people from my life that don't share reciprocal love. Right. Yeah. And, and bring me people that do. And man, the people that disappeared was wild, bro. Yeah. Wow. People I would have never expected folks that had been rocking with me. I thought was really down gone now. Right. And, and people that have replaced them bring value. And like, that's it's tremendous. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of value there to really get to know yourself. Um, but we also talked in the beginning about like the layers, right? That like we are people who have a lot of different intersections, have a lot of different identities. Think about almost like a pyramid in many ways where these sort of pieces can interject and intersect, I'm sorry, and like switch around. But at the top, it's kind of like how you're perceived or what you kind of manifest for the, the universe to see. Um, but I really got heavy into the duality of man right? That you, you are and you aren't simultaneously that, you know, no one can be perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And so want to talk a little bit about that part too, right? That I think a lot of times people want to really be perfect or, or really figure out like ratchet professionals, right? Like I joke about this all the time, but I got my ratchet side, I got my professional side. These two things coexist in a place where you probably think they couldn't. And so, you know, talking a little bit about that, um, I would love to hear for you for yourself, how have you kind of figured out how these building blocks move and shift? And then also with your clients, how do you help them to better understand the importance of like building a solid foundation on the things that matter? I always, I start with the, with the picture of a well. Um, I start with um, the idea that and I and with, with clients and relationships, this is this is something that I present to them, and you know we try to work through it. So I'll say, when whenever you know you find somebody in your life, um, your cup should be full as mm -hmm. far as who you are and how you feel about yourself. Anytime we get engaged with somebody, and and, and not to say that you got to be at that point before you meet somebody, right? And this is just, and I think it's relationships and just in general in life, right? Whether it's, you know, romantic, whether it's familial, whatever 
friendships, whatever it might be. Anytime I engage with somebody, I should be working to where my cup is full. Mm. So when they come into my life, it's nothing but addition. It's extra. You know what I mean? And mm. we we enjoying the extraness of each other's company, whether again, relationship-wise, um, family, friends, because we're just, you know, and because if that person you know, again, if that person's removed, that person leaves, you do feel that emotional connection and you go through that process of grieving, but the grieving should not be the test to like my identity. You know what I mean? Like I'm just done and lost because this person provided the thing that I didn't have in myself and I wasn't building to have in myself. Even if somebody comes into my life when I'm broken, right? Somebody can come to my life when I'm broken, and they can leave my life. I'm hoping that for that individual, that they leave my life and I'm still not broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then that means that I, there wasn't really any work being done. And it's not on them to do the work. It's on me to do the work. It's just that they're coming in at the time that I'm doing the work. Mm. So that I think that's so, that's so important. So I talk to my clients around like, you know, your well just being full and the cup overflowing. It's a biblical concept, biblical principle, cup overflowing. And that's how people, that's how we should be in our lives. That's how uh, finances should be in our lives. That's how, you know, ideally finances, that's different for everybody, right? But that's how, like, you know, our experience should be overflowing of like, you know, this is so extra. So I get to really enjoy it. And that honestly, Mal, comes from moving from a place from survival to moving to a place of living. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying when you're in survival mode, it's different. And uh, and and for our people, a lot of us in survival mode, and we got to do what we got to survive. So a lot of these concepts is like, and eh, that's cool, but I need to feed this family tomorrow. So what you talking about, right? Yeah. And though you can still build, like even if you're, you know, in a financial situation, I'm all over the place, but it all ties together. Even if you're in a situation, you're still working towards something to get out of survival mode, you can still work towards internal healing and building yourself up. Got to. That thing is so important because when you build yourself up and you do get to that point of surplus, you're not living on that surplus. You're living on the capabilities and skills and characteristics that got you to that surplus. You know what I mean? Like if you don't do that self-inventory, that self-work, anything that you accrue can easily be lost because you don't know who you are. You know what I mean? So you don't really own it. So until you do the work, everything that you accrue, this mountain that you build, is just waiting to cave in on itself. Because again, like there really is no strong foundation. And like the foundation itself, the foundation of self-exploration. And to be quite frank, the foundation is being honest about what you find, right? That I think a lot of times we get so, so scared of what's really down there. We don't want to explore, but no, you only get one life, right? You only get one shot at this joint. Maybe it's, we come all around and, and it's karmatic and things we, who knows? But what we do know is we get one shot at this. And like, I think more than anything coming through this show on my end, at least is I want people to understand how important mental health is, right? How important the work and the things that we talk about, like how important it is because you won't really see or feel joy continuously until you love yourself. I don't think you could escape it, right? And so, you know, 
I appreciate the fact, Tim, that you brought this to us. And it's under the guise of social perception, but realistically, it's still self, right? Like it's still, everything is always going to sort of like come back to self. Like you said, a person that comes into your life and they leave and you're still broken. That wasn't on them, that was on you. Mm -hmm. But the hope is that they bring something to you that helps you heal, right? Or collectively, you're getting these folks that help you get to a point where you feel healed. But at the end of the day, man, um, there's no elixir, there's no magic potion, um, there, there's no secret sauce for self-help, right? That yeah. like you you have to invest in yourself. Um, you have to love yourself first. You have to love yourself most, right? Like you have to love you more than anybody else. And that doesn't mean become self-centered or egotistical. That just means that you enjoy you. And if you can get there, bro, you would get anywhere, man. You can get if you can get there, and, and I want to just add this context to because I think it's important, especially you know, if you've been through trauma in your life, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Trauma does a job of taking your ability to do those things away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trauma can just strip you of your of that process because you're, you know, then you're again, then you have moved and shifted to this place of trying to survive out of liberal safety and, and and a safety component is perceived threats versus real threats right when you've been through trauma everything and and potentially everybody can be a threat so you're always on guard you know your relationships are there but they always have like a buffer to them they always have like a a warning sign an internal warning sign that i gotta watch my back because so because the last time i was in a circumstance this other thing happened to me and I'm not going to let that yeah. happen again. So you're very protective and you're very open, right? You're also mm -hmm. very open. You're also very, you can be also very vulnerable when you go through mm -hmm. trauma. So China, trauma really disrupts the whole idea of, you know, trying to figure out your identity, trying to figure out who you are, being able to move from one, from one element of who you are to the other element, because that's what, that's what I'm, you know, I was really trying to get at. It's like, yeah, I've done this, this element of who I am, this element as Tim has been there. And now there's this other element. And yeah. now I'm growing and developing this other thing. I was telling uh, one of my clients, like, you know, one of the things my wife and I, we go on vacation and, um, you know, we go to the, to the uh, Caribbean a lot. You know, we like all, we are all inclusive. That's just what we do. You know, we don't want to deal with a lot. We just want to eat you know, mm -hmm. drink and chill by the beach, you know chill. what I mean? Get so, yes, sir. right, just enjoy that, even though I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I'm good yeah. on the sun. You hate <laughs> the sun. That right? was one of the funniest things I learned about you. I'm like, I this man played it. football his whole life. You get Tim out with some sun, he gonna find that shade, bro. Or he's I get, leaving, I get bro. very irritable, and it's my mom's <laughs> blood. It's, it's my mom's blood. My mom's I don't ever see you mad, bro, but that sun that gets you, bro. Tim ain't playing Listen. with it. I'm proud. West, West African blood and can't stand the sun. It's wild. It's crazy. But like, but I was saying that to say like, so we go on vacation and a lot of yeah. times is, you know, the Spanish speaking spaces we go to. And so I was like, dang, you know what? Like, I need to learn Spanish. You know, yeah. I, mean, I need to learn another language. That's something that I never did. And that's something yeah. that's like, if you travel, it's beneficial. You can get a lot out of your experience if you take yeah. the time to learn another language. Right. So I ask people every time I go down there and I ask people, how do you learn language? She's like, we watch TV with, with the, uh, with, with the, with the, with the captions, the captions. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. and then that's it. So I'm like, all right, when I come, when we come back, we start watching TV with the captions on in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And our language is very complex. Our our TV, right? You know what I mean? Like our joint is very kind of like it the trans, it'd be a while. I'm like, dang, what the heck is going on? But I'm gonna immerse myself in it because it's something that I want to add to who I am, the idea that I know how to speak another language, and it'll help me, it'll probably open up my experience for vacation when we go out there to even more, I'll be able to do more, I'll be able to understand more, you know what I mean? So those are the things I'm talking about, like exploring things that you never really have explored before, uh, as far as who you are, adding new pieces to your identity, right? Mm -hmm. And not worrying, honestly, here's a kicker, not worrying about what the social spaces say about that, because that's Mm -hmm. very important, because we will do or not do something depending on what our social circles tell us it's okay or not and i think that's really i think part of that comes with like two pieces i guess kind of came to mind it's like extreme marginalization where somebody's been pushed so far to the fringes they no longer care right or experience that you know you and i are a little bit older right like tail in 30s early 40s and so for us it's like we've realized it didn't serve a purpose for us like we didn't you're not a social media dude period. Like I'm on it, but hate it. And so, you know, I think that we missed kind of that piece of this where we've really had to continue to gain. Like if you was one of these dudes shirt all off on Instagram, like I left the NFL now I'm half bucket naked. Like you may not have gotten, but, but think about it though. You may not have gotten to the point where you had to have these conversations because maybe you went from, Hey, NFL player to 1.2 million followers. And so now I'm not in this the same way but you you went like you've told us you know you had to take sales jobs like you had to find your path and find your way to really reinvent yourself and so i think that that's a tough part too is like when you don't lose it all you might lose a little bit of it but you had a nice transition um you know even with that i think we have to really still pursue who we are um i'm always grounded in that we can't escape it um you know if you're gonna mind your mentals it, you have to also, we, you said it before, you have to mind your mentals, right? Like you got to get in there with the pickaxe and, and get to work in it and, and uncover things and sit with it. Um, maybe it has tough conversations. Maybe it means walking away or walking out of certain situations. But again, love yourself more every single day. Love the people that are around you that provide you value um, and really learn who are the folks that are taking um just period it, right? Like, yeah. even if they give you some, if they're taking way more, it's still not worth it, right? Like, who would you have a relationship like that with? Will you give them a bunch of something, they give you a little bit back, and you okay with that transaction? It's very few. So, so you know. So, Mal, to, to, and, and a lot of that comes from, you know, um, understanding your value, what you're worth, you know, and, and, and not saying, and again, when you make a general statement, there is caveats to that. You know, mm-hmm. you say like, Absolutely. you know, love yourself, but not being like, you know, I'm too good for this, that, and the third, right? Yeah. But like, I was saying that to say that if you have been through a lot of like negative stuff and somebody gives you some breadcrumbs, they might feel like a whole meal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you haven't had that experience mm-hmm. when you when you line it against what you perceive is what you deserve because of what your experience has said in the past. Now, when you've done the work to recognize like I'm worth so much more and then you start to examine what you're getting out of those relationships and you're like, listen, I'm giving a, I'm giving like 
you know, and the militia relationships aren't 50. They're quote unquote 50, supposed to be 50 50, but they can go up and down anytime. But for the majority of relationship, if you give an 80 and that individual give you five (laughs) and you can't even get the full 20%. <laughs> five. They ain't even giving you the fifteen. It's they just a deficit, a, like, a, a huge deficit. <laughs> like you gotta examine that, you know. And again, yeah. not just romantic relationships, but relationships in your life in general. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say this because I was in I was in church a couple of weeks and we spoke about mental health in church and somebody pulled me alongside. It's like, what do you do with family members, like people in your life who you grew up with who are just not trying to, you know, elevate as far as the relationship. And I said, like, at some point, I said, you have to give, have clear communication from, listen, this aspect of our relationship is just not healthy. Let's work together to find a new component to that unhealthy relationship, that unhealthy component, right? And again, not just romantic relationships. I'm talking parents, I'm talking cousins, friends, any relationship, work, any relationship where if you feel something is not being um that you feel like you're not getting something first of all you got to know what you want to get you got to you got to understand if it's reasonable and if that person has the capacity to give you what you what's missing right that's real that's real right that's real now when i say that and i present it explicitly not like you know assuming the person knows what i need in the relationship when I say it and they still refuse because the one day, like I said, don't have the capacity or they're not willing to, mm-hmm. then that's now on me to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, and that's what I, I would say I went through that as far as like people in my life where I'll ask certain questions or say, Hey, let's do, let's do something different. Let's, you know, and that, and that, and that individual's like, nah, let's do that. I'm like, nah, I don't need that. Because you you on that same old stuff and you're not trying to grow and elevate. And mm-hmm. and I just slowly just, you know, and it wasn't no whole big thing. I wasn't, you know, mean with or nothing, but I just excused Down myself. To the side. I right. just excused myself. And and so like that's what it is. And I think that's I don't think there's anything wrong with that because what you do is you offer the opportunity to grow with somebody grow with people in your life and if they don't want to either because they don't want to or again some people don't have mm. the capacity to right we we can't put more on people than they can handle because then we end up getting frustrated so mm. if that's the case then now the ball's in your court to make a decision as far as what you want and so that i think that's an important piece you know what i mean um it, it's really critical and you just when you go through that process there's some again pruning it hurts, but man, you come out, you come out on the other side. And I, I'm a testament. You come out on the other side, just wanting more from yourself, expecting more from yourself, expecting more from others, and having the confidence to hold yourself and others accountable. And it's it's just it is a world of a difference you're experienced in life, I would say. And especially you ha- if you have people who in the past have like um denies you the ability to grow in your identity and 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 you remove those people and you start to explore who you are you start to explore the things the other components of your identity you had some stuff happen to you you heal from it and then you start to grow it's a beautiful thing man it's dope it's really awesome when you get that self-confidence that 
you belong and you deserve and you are a blessing to the world, you know, not by, you know, maybe by something you do, but just in general, you we're all blessings to the world, right? Mm -hmm. We all have something to contribute. We all have uh, a space. We're all deserving of space, yeah. right? We're all deserving of, of, of being recognized and seen when we figure that out, but we don't have to be seen by the masses in a certain light. I'm getting real deep with it. And I'm talking about folks who want to be famous and stuff like that. Like be seen by yourself first. You know what I mean? Don't rely on the external to be seen because you're always going to be trying to fill that, that well. It's never, it's bottomless. It's going to be a, a broken bottomless well. You can never get your cup filled when you're trying to receive from others what you should be receiving from yourself. That's a fact. And I'm going to just kind of close out on this, but people talk a lot about like the third eye, right? And how your third eye is open. And people always talk about it external, but the third eye's first purpose is actual internal reflection, internal right? Like your third reflection. eye is supposed to look inward and be able to help you untangle the things so that you can, that's the external third eye is once you're good in here, then now you can look out at the world in a different way and have a different sort of perspective. So, you know, again, you can't really escape the self-work that has to happen. Um, you know, this was a great episode, Tim. Always excited to connect with you, man. Um, you know, this is just a, a continuous, continuous journey towards really helping people identify and understand these things and have these conversations with themselves, with other people. And so, yeah, man, any last words before we uh, get out of here? Yeah, no, I think that the, I just want to, you know, somebody who listen, I just want to leave these words with you, you know, you, you are valuable, you are precious, you deserve to explore who you are, you deserve the best, um, you deserve the life that you want. And, and, and you also have to be responsible for understanding what that looks like. So you don't hurt yourself in the process by leaning and in, in, in jumping on the wrong thing. And that's the hard part. That's the process. But if you continue to ask the question, if you continue to put the data together, to look at the facts, to look at your emotional, your physical, your mental health and well-being, the health and wealth of your relationships. And, and once you look at those things and you start to see, OK, I'm off in this area, I'm, I'm good in this area, then you start to really do the work. So, you know, just continue to be reflective. I think that's the main thing, Mal, just just encouraging folks to be reflective of where they are, who they are, the people they associate with, the, the identities that they have associated with, and the identities that they have not explored. Take the time. Take the time to do that because it's so valuable. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a self-help book. It doesn't have to be some motivational person. Those things are all great. But man, like you have what you need inside. You have exactly what you need because you were gifted with the skills you were gifted with the with the ability you just haven't really uncovered and opened that box open that closet in the back of your emotions somewhere it's all those things are there we just got to do the job to search and find it and open those doors and explore who we are truly so saying all that and, and i want to just say like if you haven't heard it yet we love you love you, love you. yes sir love you mal and too, um, brother. love you my brother um, and, and it's just, it's, 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 it's important that we say that to each other and you know why we do it and let's just keep it moving. Let's keep it pushing. Yeah, man. No, the self-reflection can't run away from it. Uh, you, you eloquently summarized what we were able to talk about today. Um, you know, folks is going to hurt, right? I think that we talk about this a lot, the pain and frustration 
it's not like, you know, straight shot up. My therapist tells me all the time it's gradual progression forward. So as long as you feel like you're making incremental steps in the right direction, you're doing the work, but you can't run from whatever it is that's chasing you. You got to turn around and you just have to push through it. So, you know, again, always thrilled to be here. Like you said, we love each other. We love you all for listening. Uh, we love you all for sharing this and just interacting with us on a regular basis. Uh, this is another episode of the Mind Your Mentors podcast featuring Tim and Mal. Stay present, stay positive. Peace. Peace.